grab your butter and your popcorn. And your ice cream. And your ice cream. That's an inside joke it, for it, us. That is. Anyone who has seen Vine. Yeah, you haven't seen that Vine, look it up. I got ice cream. I got popcorn. It's a great one. Anyways, I'm Kendall. And I'm Bree. And this is When the Lights Goes Out. Woo, woo, woo. Time. Oh yeah, it's okay. We love it though. It's a good one. It's a great one. I love it. <laughs> well, well, it, it first of all has been so so long since we've heard the lovely voice of Bree. How have you been, girl? <laughs> girl, <laughs> it's been it's been one week since I rolled my ankle and fell down the steps. I've told this story like eighty times because I work with a lot of people and all my <laughs> friends and family were asking, but. Essentially, I was like carrying down a tub of clothes. Yeah, we're, I think I'm sitting right next to the culprit. Said tub is right next. Said to tub is right Kendall. here. <laughs> said tub is in the room. It's in the room. Um, it's listening. And I was carrying down the tub. It was heavy. I couldn't really see. I thought I was closer to the landing than I actually was. So I confidently took a step down, and instead of there being landing, there was one more step, and instead of my foot, like sitting flat on the step or falling flat on the step it caught the edge that boy took a curve yeah it caught the edge so i basically slipped off that last bottom step and then my foot got like because it was so close to the landing my foot basically got like caught i guess in a way and i was falling so i rolled it it got stuck and i rolled it and it hurt really bad and it Uh... still hurts it's not as bad but I've had to wear this ugly ass leg brace for the last week. It looks so stupid. All my outfits <laughs> look so stupid. So I've been walking with a limp. Like a little limp. It's okay. You're out here PIMPing, so <laughs> you said. I don't want to call it that. <laughs> I'm like, everybody's making fun of me for my cast. I want to decorate it, but I probably am only going to be wearing it for maybe like one more week. One more week. That, That's so. great, though. That's great news. I'm so happy that you ended up being okay. Because honestly, yeah. uh, Brie texted me last week. Yeah, it was last week. And I was like, oh, fuck. I think I told all of you, if you listened to the last, I came out with two episodes, girl. I don't even know why I told you that. Two episodes Period, done. last week. We got them out the way. Um, it was about the same subject, but, uh, I was telling everyone about, uh, how I was just like, girl, now take some, take a break, take yeah, a fucking shit. break. I, like, and I was so down on myself that day too. I was just having a bad uh, day and yeah. the rolling my ankle really set the tone for it. And I just, <laughs> and, like, I was just like, man. Yeah. It just didn't work out the way sucks. we had, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. It didn't work out the way init- we initially hoped, I think, just because, with that happening, it kind of took up the whole day, first of all. And then it's so annoying because we are recording right now, like, late night on a Thursday night. And so I always, I edit everything, like, right after. Yeah. And so last week when... Oh, my God, yeah, for the first time ever. <laughs> he literally had the episode done at, like, 3 p.m. I was done, yeah. And two episodes done. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then I was like, uh... 
I've literally too like I ha- was like I think I got a pretty early start to that day too like I was trying to leave out of my house and run yeah. some errands before like Kendall texted me because well normally he texts like later in the day so I'm always like expecting it a little bit more later so yeah. I was like I have some time to like go see my mom and like go run some errands and blah 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 and that's what I get for trying to that's what we get for trying to be ahead of the game uh, yeah that's Jeez. what I get for like trying to like enjoy the first part of my day off as like <laughs> getting some errands done and that's what Kendall oh, gets yeah. for getting the episode done early oh gosh yeah just our luck hey well we're here now and uh, here. you look fine as fuck as ever uh, girl I'm literally sitting here with my pants unbuttoned it's okay I'm wearing I have grease stains on my we're not gonna talk about ourselves right now I um, <laughs> that's I worked a full shift. I came home. I cleaned because I hadn't cleaned literally since I rolled my ankle. So it's been like a week. My apartment was gross. Like my cats love tearing shit up. So I needed a vacuum so bad. Bree still so claims. Bad. And I cleaned. She claims that her place is still Every messy. Every time Kendall comes over, I'm always like, I cleaned. Yeah, and it's always it always looks pristine to me. I need some like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Gratification from no, it's someone okay. appreciating I'm, it. That's how I am about working out. I'm like, oh my god, I've been working out. How I look and yeah, I'm like, great. You look good. Yeah, you look great. Thank you look great. You look great. <laughs> um, Hi, Bunny. Well, Bunny is now getting into my duffel bag. She's um, here with us. The body bag. The body bag. The body bag. Bunny, Bunny, Bunny. She's a good girl. She's she's she fine. Is. You gotta watch out for Boo. Yeah, that is true. Boo will come around here and fuck up all girl, my shit. That's what I'm saying. She was the one tearing shit up, and then because she started, Bunny started. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, Y'all is so bad. Uh, well, like, full heart though. Jeez, I'm sorry. By the way, if I get my, I, I don't know what's been going on lately, but she I've been allergies. I've been congested. Yeah, I think it's allergies or something over here in the Midwest. Weather's unpredictable everywhere it's like kind of warm today but it, it was, was like it was i went outside to uh what did i do i went outside once today because i work from home and um what did i go outside to do it wasn't <laughs> to take out the trash like, fuck <laughs> two minutes. i think i just really went outside just to get some friends oh no it was to take my dog outside to use oh, the bathroom because yeah, okay. she's blind and yeah so she's that was blind it. and deaf and she's dive and deaf and old and yeah she's a she's a good we girl love though. Her, though we love pebbles. pebbles i love you pebbles um well in terms of movies because that's kind of like our topic today um I just wanted to, I just thought about this, actually. I have been talking a lot to my friend that lives in England. Not England, I'm sorry, France. Her name is Nerissa. Shout out to you, Nerissa. Um, she, uh, just a side, side story on that. She was one of my good friends I made when I studied abroad in 2020 in France. France uh, was great, got destructed. Since we're talking about so- uh, French, French? Since we're talking about <laughs> France... Shout out Salome. Hey Salome. Hey, I love you, girl. Hey, anyway, I had deux, to. If we're shouting out our French people right now, I know one too. J'ai deux, trois. Anyway, go back to your destructive habits in yes. France. Um so yeah, uh we had we had made we were good friends that we um just couldn't stop talking to each other yeah. over time and we just have constructed a great relationship. Yeah. But um we were we talk we've been talking a lot recently about American culture and we were talking more about just this topic of me because I think specifically I was kind of like 
what if I went back into like the entertainment world in terms of like acting? Because once upon a time, I loved acting. Right. Like I all throughout high school, I was a, I was I you remember I was in I the do. plays. <laughs> you were there with I me. Do. You were there. <laughs> I was um, not the same high school, but you know we met each other in high school. So um, yeah, I was a huge theater nerd, a huge choir nerd, and I thought recently like. What if I tried a little harder to get there again? And I was thinking about it. We were talking about it, but I really have been having, and I'll tie this into it too, the worst mental health lately, which is also why every week I'm like, guys, ask your friends how their mental health is. Because some days you just don't know. And it's like, you really get depressed. It's a depressing time. So I get it. And I was just like, I really don't feel like I would... I feel like I could see myself getting there, but, you know, I don't see myself putting in that work at this time just because I feel like we live in a society where, you know, our world, I mean, not our world, but like our society teaches us about, you know, the American dream and about, you know. Shit's not real. Shit's not real. <laughs> exactly. Shit's not real. And it just, it just almost doesn't f- seem fair because we're also like talking about like the nepotism babies and how they take over everything. Everything. Everything in the world. <laughs> everything in the world. And it's like just sad because like I feel like only 10% of the people who have to start from the bottom, the rock bottom, get there. And it's like, it's so sad. It's so sad that it's kind of like that, but it is. And I mean, I'll let you guys know if I do pursue something. I, I've been actually doing some research. It was a dream of mine once upon a time. Still could be very young, so pursue your dreams. Pursue your dreams, yeah. And if anything, that's the takeaway from that. Still pursue your dreams, even if you know all the nepotism babies are out here stealing shit or <laughs> whatever else. <laughs> just do your thing. Girl. It's cool. But um, that kind of just leads us into another topic about entertainment and movies. Today is another uh, episode, I guess, part two, chapter two of our cursed films or cursed movies brum, brum, brum. that was terrible don't oh okay i thought she's gonna stop on my keyboard well what's up okay don't do that though <laughs> stop <laughs> i told you she wants we're to see on the air boo burn. stop it we're on air she wants to see the world burn i'm telling y'all i don't think y'all believe me when i say that shit yeah she she's destructive but i don't blame her that's why i thought she was a scorpio at first Girl, no, she's whatever marches. <laughs> oh, she's like, um, my mom's in March too. Um, someone's yelling at us right now, like fuck, and yeah, telling us what it is right like, now. Bitch, like you should know us. This astrology bitches are definitely gonna come through our throats. Don't come through my throat. She's an Aries. That makes so much fucking. Oh, sense. my mom is an Aries. Now I think about Holy it. Holy shit, that makes so much sense. Boo, you are such an Aries. She wants to see the world burn. And she's, like, <laughs> so all about herself. Especially that meme of that girl that's, like, seeing the house burn but looking at the uh, camera. Yeah, you know what I'm talking her. about? No, that's, that's literally, literally her. <laughs> and, like, literally, that makes so much sense. That yeah, literally I makes that. so much sense. I could tell. And her mom's that. a Scorpio, so, you know, we're about to oh, heads a lot Oh, this yeah. Bitch. That's, oh, my God. That's so crazy because my mom is a Aries and then I'm a Scorpio. And it's we butt too, heads, like, crazy. Strong, like, too strong, like, too Personalities, yeah. That's Damn. But I love her with my heart. Yeah, I love my mom, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. I love her. <laughs> I love your mom if you're ever listening to this. She probably wouldn't, but Shout great. Out. My I dad might. 
I don't know if my mom listens to mine. I know she listened to our really? first episode. I don't know if she keeps you know, up on it. My friend Chris, who mine doesn't want to. Yeah, I know. I don't blame them. Um, my friend Chris, who's probably listening to this right now. Hi, Chris. Shout out to you. Hi, um, Chrissy Poo. <laughs> he, I think he mentioned that his his dad was considering listening to the show, and I'm like, hey, oh my Chris's god. Dad. Hey, Mister. What is? Oh fuck. He's yelling at me right now, Chris. Fuck. I'm sorry, Chris. It's late. Oh fuck. What is his last name? You know what? I'm not gonna say that out loud anyways because we don't want you guys to oh, yeah, you know that. yeah <laughs> yeah it's cool so it's a good thing that shout out i Chris might not remember that right Chris's now dad. shout out to y'all we love y'all now moving on because we can finally get to our oh my two God, stories yeah, literally, what the that's a lot that was a lot we had a lot to catch up on though so it's Man, okay we haven't seen each other in like i know two weeks. two weeks worth all right so our first story it's a story that i am going to tell you guys our second story brie here is going to share with you all um our first movie that we'll be talking about that is considered a cursed movie is the horrific incident on set of the twilight zone so basically this is of course the twilight zone movie i don't know if anyone has seen the twilight zone movie i know brie said she hadn't seen it um I'd like to though. I've, it's really I've good. I watched a couple episodes of the Twilight. The Twilight Zone show. show. Yeah, I have too. I didn't see this movie. I actually watched this movie for this. Um, I actually liked it a lot. I strongly suggest it. The first, the first um, little short that they have is very difficult to watch because it covers a lot of difficult topics. Um, uh, which it, this one is actually the main base of our story for me, but um. I'm going to give you a brief overview about the others and stuff in just a second. But yeah, like I said, um, the creators... So the creators of this movie were um, John Landis and Steven Spielberg, as well as Joe Dante and George Miller. They had created this film as an anthology inspired by um, the original Twilight Zone TV series. What's an anthology? Anthology is, in case anyone knows, um, is basically... Different um, different stories being told in one set of something. So if I can tell it a little better, it's basically... If you've ever seen, like, people do it in different ways all the time. Let's say the Twilight Zone series itself is an anthology because it has different episodes. Um, each episode that have nothing to do with each other. Normally, like, cartoons are, too. Cartoons are, too. Yeah, those are also anthologies. Um, movies can be, um, if they do it the right way. Um, uh, basically a lot of things really can be in a certain stance. Uh, so it, it was, like I said, a really interesting movie to check out. Um, the film had four separate stories or sequences, we can call them. One is about a prejudiced bigot that has the tables turned on him. The second story is about a group of senior citizens that live together at a retirement home and one night, they all wish to be kids again. And the next day, they are kids, um, and they must decide whether or not they want to keep or get rid of their gift slash curse. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to live forever, so no. Um, <laughs> and then the third story is kind of bizarre in the sense that a woman accidentally hits a little boy off a bike with her car. And tries um, him home to his strange family members, but come to find out later, um, the kid has some powers with some sinister intentions, and the family, well, I'll just leave that for you guys if you ever watch it. 
Um, <clears throat> but it is interesting. I actually think that one was my favorite one. It was really weird and kooky. Um, it gave me very much like uh, Tim Burton vibes. Oh, so you can love Tim Burton. Love Tim Burton. Um, and then the fourth one is about a guy that gets increasingly terrified because he's on a plane and he thinks that he sees a man on the wing of the plane. And what he really sees turns out to be this weird gargoyle Jeepers Creepers looking monster that's trying to crash a plane. So I feel like I've seen a clip of that for some reason. You that probably have. Familiar. That one's really familiar um, because I think it's actually based off of other um, Twilight, yeah, I saw that. Twilight series episodes. So it's the first one actually too, loosely based on it at least. Yeah. Maybe I've seen. Yeah. And John uh, Landis is actually a director for other episodes of the Twilight Zone. So I'm sure you've heard, you've seen similar ones before. Um, but we're going to really just focus on the first short in the anthology film. So I'll give a brief summary of what happens in the story and then explain what really happened behind the scenes of filming the sequence and how it brought this film crew to court in an open criminal case. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Huh. So <clears throat> in the first sequence titled Time Out, which is what the segment was called, um, Main character Bill Connor, played by Vic Morrow, plays a clearly prejudiced white male businessman who is at this bar with his coworker dudes. And Bill is pissed because he just lost a promotion to his Jewish coworker named Goldman. And then starts yelling slurs towards anyone in there that isn't white because he's claiming that they're all the reason America has problems. Oh, God. Yeah, we all know that. We all have seen that or have seen on TikTok or I'm sure something. What are they called them? The... Well, anyways, I'll keep going. A black guy stands up and tells him, chill the fuck out. Not a direct quote. Um, Kyle's. Kyle's. Oh, yeah. I think they are Kyle's, aren't they? <laughs> or Kevin's, too. I heard Kevin's. Well, I've heard Kyle's with the, like, Mountain Dew and, like, oh, the yeah, monster yeah, yeah. Rep, or the monsters. <laughs> the Red Bull. Like, the Kyle's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't be coming for the Red Bull. It's the monsters. Honestly, yeah. I love Red, Red Bull. Bull. <laughs> we said that at the same time, Jinx. I love my Red Bull. I love my anyway, Red Bull, sorry. too. Okay, no, you're good. So, a black guy stands up and tells him, chill the fuck out. Not a direct coat. I just want to say that. So, Bill gets frustrated and he leaves um, the bar. And almost instantly, he finds himself going from the 18, uh, 1980s, which is when this movie takes place, to the 1940s in the middle of World War II in France. Which is when the Nazis occupy France after stupidly he asks a Nazi soldier to help him and realizes that they see him as Jewish. So they start chasing him and eventually they chase him to a ledge and they start shooting at him and stuff, eventually landing him into a rural countryside of Alabama. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, in the 1950s, smack dab in the middle of a Ku Klux Klan chapter rendezvous. Which, oh boy. So in the middle of fucking nowhere, he's just kind of there. And so once they see him, they think who they are seeing is a black man. And they start chasing him, attempting to lynch Bill. Which, side note, although uh, they had shown these men dressed in head-to-toe in the clan outfits, um, I understood the objective of like this story, I guess in this part of the scene this is very woke for when was this it's made? very well oh my god it's so ahead of its time this was in the 1980s it's so ahead yeah, of it's, it's time woke for like the 80s. very ahead of its time the only thing i have to say about this part though is that um in the scene 
I get it. Like, they want to get the objective across. I get it. But they use the hard R word so much. I think it's mm-hmm. way overplayed and way overkill. It's not. <laughs> I think it's way too much. I but like that. <laughs> it's at a point to where, like, if I hear it a couple times, like, okay, like, they're, it's a movie. You're, I get it. But they do it so much that I think it's like, okay, uh, calm down. A like, overkill. Chilling. Yeah, a little overkill. Anyways. Eventually, Bill is fear, uh, fearfully chased into a stream, and he's being shot at, so hides underwater, and when he is in the clear, he comes out of the water, and he sees a group of uh, Vietnamese soldiers walking by in a shallow swamp water. So he crouches behind bushes after they, um, until they leave. American soldiers then come around, sensing that rivals are nearby, and then Bill, hearing these... American soldiers jumps out again and says, hey, hey, I'm American. Can you help me? Because he hears these Americans. So they're starting um, to shoot at him, but they miss. And one throws a grenade at him. Bill is launched back into the 1940 France where Nazis capture him, place David, uh, place Asar David, I think it's called. Mm. Yeah, on his chest and place him in a wagon to be sent off with the rest of the Jewish people to gas, uh, gas chambers. Again, very woke. But the episode, uh, not episode, I keep saying episode. The sequence ends there <clears throat> for this first part of the movie. But what is truly haunting about this part of the story is that it was not supposed to end there. And it never actually finished or made it to the big screen when it had been released. Mm-hmm. What actually happened is very horrific. So let's talk now about what happened behind the scenes leading up to the shoot for the first segment of the Twilight Zone movie and what happened after. So director John Latus was the screenplay writer and director for the sequence. And a lot of people in Hollywood knew him to be the type of director that had brilliant work. But brilliant work was just the problem. He would get carried away. Here are a time or two, um, trying to get unique and powerful shots. He has done huge films like Coming to America, The Blues Brothers, and An American Wolf in London, which I think I've seen before a long time ago. It's been a minute. So what Latest really loved about making films was he had the authority that he had, and he wanted as much authority as possible to make sure the movies came out the way he seen them. And while filming the Vietnam scene in this movie, Lattice had Vic Morrow, the one who plays Bill in the movie, pretend um, to dodge bullets when the American soldiers started shooting. So he does on a harness. And then after they take that shot of the soldiers shooting at him, they do another shot of the soldiers shooting up at him with real weapons and real machinery. So they're actually shooting real guns in this area. Lattice liked this because it looked authentic on camera, which unfortunately in Hollywood, I feel like a lot of creators want as real as they can. So they will do a lot to go above and beyond, which is so scary to think about in the Hollywood world. Um, But that is really what he did. Now, originally in the script, after the American soldier throws the bombs at who they think is a rival, Vic Morrow's character is blasted back into France, like I had said, where he is taken off to the gas chambers. But the actual ending is that he manages to end up back in Vietnam, where he is basically able to redeem himself as a good person and save two Vietnamese children from their village burning. 
Um, and in the sequence, it's supposed to be their village being bombed. So the set for this scene was shot in Valencia, California at the Indian Dunes, which around the time was when they had a movie ranch here. The movie set was an entire rebuilt of the actual Asian village that one of the set designers had been intrigued by and was made of all straw and all sticks. Already, okay. <laughs> so although John Lattice and the film crew pushed one really bad law, child labor laws. <laughs> child labor laws forbid a minor to work past 9 p.m. And the production team on top of this also brought in dozens of explosives on set to blow up the village with. To add, at the time, it was 9.30 or 9 o'clock. 9.30, 9 o'clock. Now it's later. (laughs) It is later now. Yes, that is true. Yeah, she is right. I think it's like... Before y'all try to correct us. (laughs) It is, yes. Yeah, keep in mind, guys. Before my associates are like, why am I scheduled till 10.30? (laughs) No, yeah, that to be fair, yeah, she is so right. That this was back in the 80s, so this is not now, I promise you. It's much later now. They said work. Um, what's that Kim Kardashian thing I've heard of? She's Nobody like, wants to work these days. <laughs> She's so right, though. Um, yeah, I mean, again, wow. Uh, <laughs> so true. Um, but yes, where was I? Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> 9.30 in the bombs. Oh, yes, thank you. Um, so yeah, so uh, there was the child labor laws, which was a big problem, obviously. And the, frankly, the production company just didn't stick true to that um and again john latest really wanted the realism on top of having those explosives which didn't make it any better they had dozens of explosives guys like a lot so the two kids that were playing these parts were six-year-old shin t shun and seven-year-old micah den lee i hope i pronounced those correctly which by the way these kids also had no work permits properly filed so, technically, they were working illegally. Illegal. Very, very illegal. Very, illegal. very, 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 very I illegal. I know so much about this now. <laughs> yeah, you do. You really do. <laughs> so, the last night of shooting, the scene comes on January 23rd, 1982. And in the last shot, director John decides he wants to use more cameras for the angles. And one of those angles would be from a helicopter. They prepped and got ready for the shot. The crew waited until they felt Vic, Maro, and the kids were safe at a safe dif- a distance away from the explosives and let them off. As the film is rolling, the parents of these kids start to get worried because they ask, they ask a producer, um, my kids are out there, like, is this safe? And the producer literally tells them, and uh, Bree be my victim because we watched this video before this, they literally, the producer literally says, yes, it's like riding a Disneyland ride. Boy, were they wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll say just quick advisory, children's deaths. So Vic is holding the kids and running, but the bombs are starting to get way overpowering and out of control. And Vic accidentally drops Shin Shun while still holding Micah Dinley and a bomb ruptures the side of the helicopter that was filming them. Sorry, that was a phone ringing. So the helicopter is sent right into the man-made river, 
immediately fires are put out and they all go out to recover the victims of this accident. The four crew members, luckily, in the helicopter that were filming and everything, only suffered injuries. But unfortunately, this had not been the same for Vic and the two children. When they had found Vic and Mika initially, they both been found decapitated by the helicopter's main rotor blades. And Shinti had been crushed by helico- uh, the helicopter's skid gear. The skid gear is basically the part that you step down on. Which... Uh, this gets me because they actually show this again. Me and I was showing Brie this. Me and Brie watched this scene. Um, it's still out there. Like you can find it. I'm not gonna post it because that that's not my business to post. But um, it is a thing. I probably will post just maybe a picture or something right before it happens. But they actually do show the helicopter falling. Yeah, it literally on top falls of them. from the sky like out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. On top of and them. it's. It, my jaw dropped. Like, my heart sank. Because I'm like, holy shit. Like, you can see it happening. Like, Yeah, you literally see, like, the... I mean, you don't see any, like, anything gory. Any gory, but, but like, you see you it. You can see, like, that the blade definitely hit yeah. them. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, you can see that. Uh, yeah, the it's very bone-chilling, bone yeah. to, to, to say the least. Oh, my God. Jaw-droppingly tragic. Yeah. So, in October of 1984, the National Transportation Safety Board officially filed the incident after filed um, and after sorry followed years and years and years of just civil and criminal action. Five companies affiliated with the Twilight Zone project was fined a total of sixty-two thousand dollars on the probable cause of safety violations using special effects resulting in the cause for a helicopter crash leading to the death of three victims. On top of this, state labor officials filed criminal charges against John Latest, the director of the movie, for illegally hiring children to work after hours and around real explosives, as they should. It makes sense. The trial against John Latus on criminal charges in regard to the deaths did proceed years after the film released, to which the jury ultimately uh, felt Latus was not guilty of involuntarily manslaughter, stating there was no wrong in bringing children to work. I'm sorry, there was wrong in bringing children to work, but you cannot prosecute someone for unforeseeable accidents. Uh, I guess, but... I mean, I guess, but that was like a really tragic... still died under your watch. And... And in a very yeah, in a very very. And he was very (sighs) irresponsible. Yeah, that's what I got from him. Is that he's in a? He literally was like, "It's fine." It's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's fine. And even the and even the like and even the like stage crew were like, "It's good." Like they put this stuff on there, and so it's just really sad that they didn't take the precautions or the fact that this was illegal to have kids there so late to be a thing so that was a thing unfortunately that happens now the movie of the twilight zone um wrapped and was released one year after all this had happened on july 24th 1983 um you guys can label that a little more bit if you guys want to i don't blame you because people died on this movie the movie ended up making 42 million dollars worldwide and from a $10 million budget, after filming, Steven Spielberg reportedly reportedly ended up um, ending his friendship and partnership 
uh, with uh, pretty much everyone, and especially latest after uh, the movie had wrapped. So that is just a overview of the craziness that happened behind scenes of the Twilight Zone movie. So if you guys want to check that out, you can actually go watch that. It's on um, HBO for free. If Well, technically, if you already pay for it i guess it's not free <laughs> if you're bumming it off somebody then, if it's you're, free. then it's free yeah you can watch it on hbo if you like to um it's again really interesting you'll see what i talked about how they cut it at that point where he was being sent off unfortunately they didn't get to add on the parts because it's just really unfortunate that they lost their lives um but like I said, I think it's cool that latest went to their funerals. All three of the funerals at least pay respects to them. I guess in the end of the day, it was an accident. I know a lot of things happen in movies all the time, but still, like especially around children, people need to be more careful. I'm sure it still happens today where people get hurt all the time on sets because they're doing all this crazy shit, all this crazy explosives, trying to impress the audience or the greater audience. But at the same time, Best to remember, people want to keep their lives. It's not okay that you just, you know, <laughs> shove it off. But yeah, that's crazy. I never even knew that. And I feel like I've been a true fan of the Tally Zone. I didn't even know it was a fucking movie until like two days ago. So that's cool. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think many people talked about the movie. Maybe that's why. Maybe because of the accident. Talk about the show. The show, yeah. But yeah, give it a watch. Tell me what you think. Um, so our next cursed movie is The Exorcist. For those of you who don't know, it's The Exorcist that was made in 1973, just for clarification. Yeah. Um, because aren't there remakes? There are, they're actually, I think they're making a, sorry. Oh yeah, I think they're making a, I think they're making a remake actually of... That'll be interesting. Hmm. The movie of The Exorcist is most known for its ranking level of horror that really opened a door for lots of big blockbuster possession films. Um, many today that we know are The Conjuring, um, The Haunting in Connecticut, The Possession, and a long list of other notable, notable horror flicks. Um, like these films, Exorcist is loosely based on actual events. Um, so the actual case that happened in real life was about a 13-year-old boy. That's interesting, boy. Because mm-hmm. the girl, it's a girl in the movie, right? Yeah, they like yeah. switch it around. and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a 13-year-old boy named Ronald Hunkler from St. Louis, Minnesota. And Ronald had reportedly been exercised from a demonic entity that was very intense. Louis? Louis? Yeah, St. Louis. Anyway. St. Louis? That would be how you'd pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. I like Louis more, but go ahead. St. Louis? <laughs> um, one of the priests had written about it and then published it to the Washington Post in August of 1949. Um, eventually, in 1971, it was made into a fictional no- novel and sold to millions globally, eventually, which helped the loose story become a film adaptation in 1973. So... Published in 1949, made into a book 1971, and film adaptation in 1973. They worked really fast. Yeah, I was going to say that's really close. Two years. Close in uh, proximity. (laughs) Two two years from book to film. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, So for just like a brief overview of the film, there's a young girl named Reagan. Um, she's the daughter of a famous Hollywood actress, and they temporarily live in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. with their two housekeepers. 
Reagan, being the teen, becoming an adult, um, she was having mixed feelings about her mom, who was always traveling, and having no father around, and that really put her character into a vulnerable state, which was just enough to invite in a demonic spirit to take possession. That'll do it. Crazy. <laughs> that, that'll do it. That'll like, do it. Both of us being like very mentally unwell. We are very. Oh God! <laughs> the I demons even, are waiting. Oh, my demons. You know what? Side note. I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, but um, I don't know if it's the show or if it's that I, I don't know, because I watched horror movies for a very long time of my life, and I have never had the kind of lucid horror dreams I've had lately. But I've been having. Girl, take a break. Yeah, I do guys okay so we're gonna <laughs> skip like a week yeah we do no seriously like i think we might need to because like okay, i guys i've been having so especially after the last case that we covered oh my oh i covered oh my god i don't know what it was i think it was that case that i did about um dennis dennis nilson the british jeffrey dahmer and um because i just it's not like I've been having dreams about that. It's just this specifically like just horrific dreams about the most random shit. And I'm like, I cannot forget week. about them. Yeah, we'll skip a week. We might need to take a break on that. Yeah, if you don't hear from us for a week or two, just know uh, just know that I'm going through it. I'm going through it. Um so yeah, vulnerable state, inviting demons in. <laughs> Same. As one does. Um, at first, her mother takes her in to see a doctor, um, and the doctor is Dr. Klein. The, why are, <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like this is, like, bad, but why do moms never believe, like, their kids? The kids. Like, they're always, I like, always notice that. Like, men, very mentally ill, and they're like, maybe it's just the flu. <laughs> like, mom, I'm seeing things, and they're like, <laughs> like, like, mom, there's a fine. demon watching me while I sleep. Like, oh my god, why are you always craving attention? I'm like, bitch. <laughs> he said some bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna say what? I would, that's funny. If my actor mom was like, get over it. And I was like, I'm bitch. Like, bitch, the fuck? Bitch, the fuck? The owl, the hammer money, what do you mean? Get me out of here. <laughs> I hate it here. Um, <laughs> um, so Dr. Klein, okay. She like famous underwear. Oh, seriously though. Dr. Klein <laughs> calls what she has um, a disturbance in the chemical electrical, chemical electrical activity of the temporal lobe. Um, That's a mouthful. Yeah, no kidding. Um, the scene is about like 15 minutes into the movie, if you want to take a peek at it. You'll see the kid, Reagan, being wheeled into an x-ray lab to take some tests. And um, the entire way there, there's a radiologist assistant being very nice and helpful and taking care of Reagan throughout the progress. Progress. Process. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> but just like keep in mind of him, the um, assistant. Yeah. The radiologist assistant, because we coming back to him. So oh, don't shit. forget about that motherfucker. That motherfucker. That motherfucker. Um, that's so funny that he's like, it's in the chemical electrical activity. Like, bitch, I'm seeing demons. I'm seeing demons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the way you said that. You said it like, um, what the fuck is that mayor's name from Powerpuff Girls? What is it? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, about? I do. Yeah. I don't know them. I forgot his name, too. Name. That's funny. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
So for the rest of the film, if you haven't seen it, two priests are brought to the home of Reagan's possession, and um, the possession gets just like a very aggressive and worse mm-hmm. and worse as it goes on. I don't. I haven't seen the movie at least fully, from what no, I remember. I don't think but I, have I remember that it was really problematic because I th- I remember like when I literally I think the hike high school or something. And, like, people are like, oh, yeah, don't watch that movie. It's so gross because she's, like, I think she's, like, if I'm not mistaken, she's, like, doing some stuff to herself with a crucifix when she's, like, possessed. See, I didn't know that. I had to, like, look that up. Uh-huh. Okay. She, she's <laughs> I, well, all I all I know about all I remember about this movie, and from what I know about the movie in general, yeah. is that this movie at the time was, like, people were, like, like what going crazy yeah. and, like, fainting and stuff seeing this movie because it was so like just beyond she's the time she's a freaky gal she's a super freak super freak what's super, the, super freak what's the um there's a tiktok sound i think something like that oh she's a freaky gal i know exactly what you're talking about he has to look that up gal. fuck that's funny um insert clip here <laughs> insert clip here yes um but yeah anyway reagan's possessions getting worse and worse um eventually they do end up saving the kid reagan and they vanquish the evil demon Pazuzu that got a hold of him at the beginning or her sorry um yeah shout out Pazuzu he's a scary guy (laughs) taking over little girls yeah there's there's a lot we could even probably just do an episode on Pazuzu alone Ooh. um different story for a different day (laughs) yeah not not in the next couple weeks no um, we already have one for the next story. Maybe not next week, oh, we but do. the next story. Oh, we and do. then we'll come back. We'll tie it all into this. Yeah, this is going to be tied into this. Oh, fuck. We can do a little ah. miniseries. Miniseries! Ah. Um, so the movie for ages, like, I'm sure you guys have heard, but it's been tied to a lot of bad juju because the film really tested the idea of, like, faith and religion in a really horrific way. Like, Kendall was saying, it was just, like, a lot for the time. Like, keeping that in mind, this is, like, the 70s. Yeah. Like, this was a lot. Like, yeah, that, we're talking religion, yeah. we're talking, like, the crucifix, like, the sexual aspect of religion, the possession. The possession like, aspect. Mixing it with, like, Especially the Especially at the time, because if I'm not... Because I feel like we talked about this many a times before, and I know this is the 70s, but I'm not mistaken. This is, like, the perfect time around, like, the whole satanic panic kind of yeah. era. So, I'm sure yeah, people were, like... Yeah, was that, like, the murder and the mason... The Mason, yeah, that no, you're right. Around the same time, that wasn't that was around the same time. Yeah, you're right. I think correct us if we're wrong because I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So it was around that time where people were probably freaking out. There's just like a lot going on. It's the fucking seventies, man. Oof. (laughs) So throughout filming the movie, nine people surrounding the film and um, some related to the cast and crew had all just kind of randomly started to pass away. Um, But what really shook up the viewers were the very scary scenes um, and the story behind the guy that played that radiologist assistant. Oh, shit. We're going back to him. Remember that motherfucker? I told you remember that motherfucker. I told you. (laughs) I told y'all to remember him. We're coming back. We're going to post the picture of what he looks like. He's a very unsuspecting guy, to be honest. Like, you know how some people we've covered have had, like, a definitely, like, dark, like, energy? Like, in the movie, he just kind of looks like a normal guy. Yeah, me and Brie, actually, again, we, uh, because I wasn't sure, but we watched the um, little scene. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) 
Oh my god, yeah. And like he's in the little he's like fifteen minutes into the movie. Yeah, something like that. Um yeah, she's being like wheeled into the hospital and he it's like a split second, but he's like the radiologist assistant. He's like, Hey, like lay your head down here, blah blah blah. This is this is who we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. By the way. Um so the guy in real life, his name is Paul Bateson, and he actually wasn't an actor at all, according to All That's Interesting. In 1972, director of the film, William Fredkin went to the NYU radiology lab to scout for extras and some inspiration for the x-ray scene. Um, it was there that he saw the operation being done by some medical professionals, and he asked them all to star in the film. Um, one of which was the radio, uh, the um, radiology tech Paul Bateson, mm-hmm. who later y'all ready for this? No, y'all y'all ain't ready <laughs> no. for this. Oh honest. my god! Um, he ended up being convicted of murder and was a suspected serial killer. What plot twist? The plot twist. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I bet y'all didn't see that one coming. Oh, I didn't even know of this. Like I've known some like cursed movie like bullshit yeah so i, I didn't no, know about this i did it yeah yeah this is like truly that's crazy that you can horrific. literally go back to a movie that you can watch anytime you want yeah and he's just there and he's just there like yeah. he's on the movie it's like i mean what um uh wasn't that richard ramirez too it was like on the dating show oh and he was like prime. how did i fucking miss that in our like fucking talk about him oh my god that was I'm true i didn't bring that up Oh, sure how do we miss that? that? No, we didn't. Damn. Yeah. I would have recognized that. If y'all watched yeah. that episode, he was like on a dating show. He um, was. And he didn't end up winning. Or actually, no, he did end up winning. Um, but the girl was creeped out and she didn't want to oh, go on yeah. the date with him. Yeah, that was. Um, they said, which, she good said, for her. She said he smelled bad. Yeah. <laughs> which, good for her. Anyway, we're... Um, this... Okay. Don't hate us, y'all. This... This fucking episodes is so all over the place we are derailing oh my god that is so true but that's an interesting fact that i feel like everyone would want to know yeah i mean it like relates to this it like, does you can just like see you can go and just watch it like normal tv i totally remember that now in there yeah I totally he's fucking there, forgot like a serial killer just holy there. fucking shit what is with serial killers and being on tv uh, why is it like, so hard for me to like be on tv attention yeah <laughs> you know as my friend said people like stupid People love stupid. Like, <laughs> People love. like stupid. In and around the time Paul joined the cast of The Exorcist, he was outwardly gay, living in Borough Park, Brooklyn. Um, Paul could actually never keep a job for a very long time because he was an alcoholic that would drink a quart of vodka daily. Holy That's fucking shit. A quart? Oh my god, my impressive. fucking body. Oh. Fucking vodka? No, that's like actually <laughs> terrifying. If you can drink like just vodka straight like that, I'm scared of you. Same my with like fucking, fucking organs are just like talking right now. Yeah, same They're with like, like tequila. Don't. Like if you can just sit oh, there and no. drink like a whole bottle, you scare me so much. Like I don't mind tequila as a one shot, but even that no, is a lot. You can like just sit there and like knock them back. I'm like, you that's scare questionable me. though. Like you I, I mean, scare me. I don't want to. I'm impressed. I, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there trying to like recover, maybe and stuff. I don't. I'm not. Ju- we're not judging oh, for no. people that are recovering no, 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 no. alcoholics. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just saying that if I'm watching you throw back like a shit ton of shots of vodka or tequila, and that's your drink of choice, I'm impressed. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> a quart of rubbing alcohol. Anyway, um. In September of 1977, which was about four years after The Exorcist released, a reporter for Variety, who was also an active member of the queer community, 
um, shout out, by the name of hey. Addison Vareal, 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 had been found in his apartment severely beaten and stabbed to death where he stayed in Greenwich Village. Oh. That's really unfortunate. Rest in peace. That's really fucked up. Yeah. Um, damn. Unfortunately, no one actually did look into the case at first. Um, and the incident had no local press until a journalist named Arthur Bell came forward and basically exposed the media for their apathy towards the loves of queers. Yeah, I was about to that's, say. Yeah, like, like that's of course definitely it's... just because it's where are we? Yeah, we're in the seventies still. Yeah. It's definitely just because it's the seventies and like. Yeah, we just talked about that again. I think the Nielsen case. We we're talking about how like when it comes down to because he was gay. When we t- comes down to like you know, the gays of that era, which honestly, maybe even now, like cops just do not give a flying Flying fuck. And they just sweep it under the rug. Like it's fucking nothing. Some bullshit. Um, days after the article was published to village voice, Arthur Bell receives a mysterious call from an unknown man explaining that he had killed Addison, whom the article was written about, but referenced Arthur's article where Arthur called Addison's killer a psychopath. Um, The caller then told Arthur, look, I like your story and your writing, but I am not a psychopath. Oh, okay. Okay, he said... sir. He said, put some respect on my name. (laughs) Yeah, for killing somebody? (laughs) Sir, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) Girl, like, what serial killer was trying to name himself, too? Was that the wine torture kill? BTK, yeah, I think so. Some, yeah, I don't remember if it was him. It might have not been him, but there was or Richard Ramirez. I think did it too, where he was trying to like name himself. Yes, he was the Zodiac. Oh. Shit, I can't. The remember. Zodiac killer, or I can't wait. remember. It was like no, the Zodiac killer is no one knows who the Zodiac killer is, and he's technically still unidentified. But I think that he was trying to name himself by sending in like letters to the police. Yeah, like some of these calling himself killers, the Zodiac killer. Yeah, like literally named themselves, which is crazy. It's really fucking stupid. Yeah. The unknown caller eventually confesses everything to Arthur and tells him Addison hadn't been reciprocal. It wasn't just the sex act itself that wasn't reciprocal. It was the soul act, too. I wanted a lasting thing, something that would go beyond sex into friendship, a lover, or marriage. That was a quote, by the way. Okay, question. What is with all the gays in the 80s trying to kill each other? Oh, my God. Yeah, there was, like, a lot of gay-on-game crime in, yeah. like, the 80s, kind of like, 70s and 80s. And, like, not even, like, boom-boom. It's, like, no. It's, yeah, like, there were a lot. chop-chop. And I'm, like, fuck. Damn, no wonder. Wait, no, we need to put this off the air because this might be controversial. Yeah. Yeah, no, that like, is Jesus Christ. That's so true. I definitely agree. <laughs> Jesus well, we Christ. can put in that. We let's put in this though, at least saying that. <clears throat> I do understand though the whole like satanic panic around the time because fuck, like fucking yeah, Jesus people Christ. all over the place are fucking dying around this time. Yeah, and it's like and it's all like kind all of related. in the hands of people, other people, yeah. and it's like fuck, it's scary. Like God no wonder damn. everybody was freaked the I'd fuck out. I'd be scared out. too. It's like eight serial killers happening. God, back and it's like back. you can't even go in your house anymore and be safe. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, so going back, mm-hmm. going back. Um, there's still on the call. The caller says that he went to the kitchen, he found a frying pan, and then knocked Addison over the head with it. Um, quote, then I went into a drawer at the right-hand side of the kitchen, removed a knife, and stuck it into Addison's chest. I plunged it too high. I should have stuck it a bit more towards the center. Who the fuck says that? (laughs) End quote. Girl, he really was like... 
this is what I did, but this is what I should have done. But this is what I should have done. That's terrifying. Go get fucked. That's terrifying. You fucking... You scare me. Animal. You scare me for many reasons. Oh, my God. I'm terrified. I'm scared. Like... Me and Brie were just talking. Oh, shit. Well, I'll explain this afterwards. Oh, yeah. We need to go. We'll save that for the end. Yeah. Um, so after the unknown caller killed Addison Vareal, he says he stole $57, a master charge card, Vareal's passport, and some of his clothes. Um, and then he left to buy alcohol, but never discloses his name. Oh, yeah. For- get fucked. Yeah. How the fuck do you just go to get more alcohol after i guess you're trying to like you know you know bottle up all the fucking shit you just did but still i'm like who the fuck how are you comfortable literally okay but he literally killed him just because the guy just wanted like a hookup like he didn't want love he didn't want love that's literally like all the fucking oh it's like that's all that's it seems like that's always a leading reason for a lot of these I guess I'll say queer uh, serial so killers. Um, because I know, like, Jeffrey Dahmer for the same yeah. reason. He didn't want them to leave. And then uh, Dennis Nilsson. And then, oh, my God, there's so many of them. And I'm like, Scary. I get it. Like, I, I get the fat. No, I don't get killing. I get yeah. not wanting and wanting someone to be there. Like, yeah. we all do. But, yeah, like, we all like company. that doesn't mean I'm going to kill no, somebody. No, someone, someone were to leave me tomorrow and, like, <laughs> fucking stab right. him, you know? I'd be, like, a little sad. And, uh, and eventually... Probably be a little angry right and eventually you have to get rid of them anyways yeah, i'm like what's what the, the what's the point of killing people ah. yeah, what the fuck? Ah. um so arthur once again there's a lot of a names i feel like and then yeah. we're talking about this unknown caller so yeah yeah arthur which just to reiterate Clarify. he is the reporter he's a reporter that yes. tried to get um, justice for the one that was killed. Yes, just because I feel like there's a lot of A names. Yeah, the there unknown are. killer. There's like a lot of people in this yeah. like small thing. So Arthur, who's the reporter, immediately reported the tip to police, um, and eventually that became NYPD's first piece of evidence for the murder of Addison Vareal. So, so that was call. like his first break. In yeah, the case, you know, which is sad that like he had to be the one to be like, hey, yeah, like where the police. fuck are the police at? Yeah. NYPD. You're probably better now, but still. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> later on that same day, the reporter, author Bell, gets a second phone call from another ident- unidentified caller. This time, it was actually someone who read the article and suspected they knew who did it, who killed Addison. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell Arthur that this guy was Paul Bateson, an uh, unemployed alcoholic that was a former x-ray technician. They brought Paul into custody shortly after he gave his statements to officers, similar to what he confessed to Arthur when he was asked why he was so comfortable with confessing to Arthur's replies. He said, I had to share my experience with somebody. Mm -hmm. That's yucky. His trial started in 1979, where he then claimed that he was drunk when he gave his confession to Arthur on the phone, and from then on maintained his innocence so the judge sentenced him to 20 years in prison what (laughs) i mean that's a pretty long time but that's like not enough but that's no for killing people no i feel like we jumped really fast so once again just to clarify like they like arthur so addison turns up dead Mm -hmm. the police like didn't give a fuck to be honest Mm -hmm. it seems like um arthur is the first to report and then the unknown caller Confesses to Arthur, which we did not know and nobody yes. knew. And then someone 
called in. I would like to know a little bit more about, if anyone has more information or knows more on this case, I'd like to know a little bit about the person who tipped yeah. police to um, the x-ray tech- technician because that seems like so like random that he was like, yeah, I think I know who it is. That's creepy though. Like, like, I'd like to know he why. Got a same, he, he got a separate phone call that same night that he reported it. Exactly. And he saw, so I'm assuming that whoever this person was saw his Saw his article, Arthur's, I'm talking about, guys. I'm talking about Arthur's. So I'm assuming that this whoever called, secondly, after he had, what's his name? I already confessed. I already forgot his name. Um, Oh, the killer? Yeah. Paul. Paul. So I'm assuming that this mysterious caller, after Paul called initially, because we know this is Paul that called. Yeah. um, I'm assuming that... Whoever this was either worked with him or Must maybe have. worked on the movie. Because something, have. I don't know. Because, like, like, yeah, I'd be curious to know, like, why that person, like, knew. Called or, yeah. like, how they had the hunch that, like, it was him. Yeah, I'd be curious. That's why I was, like, kind of jumped <gasps> oh, out. So I wanted more clarification. But that kind of ties in with what we were kind of trying to do, <laughs> kind of trying to, kind of trying to do um, for our next episode. Because that. Okay, so we might have answers for you. Next we might episode. have answers in the next episode. Let's not spoil it, though. Because this kind of. Tr- Honestly, I don't even know. Okay, we might have answers for you. Okay, we'll come back next week with that. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then all that happened. Arthur, like, literally, he was the person that spearheaded, like, this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I just think it's just as Paul gets caught. Um, and he got 20 years in prison. But that's, like, not all that happened. Though. Oh, um, during his murder trial, some grew very suspicious of Paul and questioned if he was responsible for murdering any other queer members or queer men, sorry, in Greenwich Village between 1975 and 1977. I'm sure there was probably like a lot of missing oh, queer men yeah. or something that missing, was yeah, yeah, yeah. raising an eyebrow. Um, so old friend of Paul's later claimed that while Paul was in custody, he bragged about how he had murdered, quote, oh, sorry, this is a quote, murdered and dismembered multiple men for fun, end quote. For fun. Fun. My mouth. On the floor. Is on the floor right now. Like. Girl, girl for fun. Not only did he kill one person for no fucking reason. But he fucking killed more? I don't know about you, but my version of fun is, like, making money. It's not yeah. killing people. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. It's not killing people. Like, I love, like, like for fun, like, I hang out with my friends. I hang out with my friends. I hang out with my boyfriend. Yeah, I have I like, fun. go shop. Go shop. I don't kill people. But kill people? To each <laughs> no. their own, I guess. Oh my fucking god. That's a joke. What the hell? No, yeah, 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 that's a joke. Oh god. Oh, gracious, gracious, Jesus gracious. Chris, rest in peace for these people, seriously. So sadly, uh, justice was actually never brought to Paul on these allegations because they were allegations. Yeah. They didn't um, there have was, any? Yeah, there was yeah. no proof to like back that shit up, as far as we know. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, yeah. if he admitted to that i mean some people are like crazy and they admit to stupid shit yeah. just for the fame of it but i don't know something about that seems a little sus oh um but a little overview of the greenwich greenwich greenwich, greenwich. i think greenwich. it's greenwich i feel like i've heard both um it's probably green oh, though it's two e's 
A little overview of the Greenwich um, Village murders that were dubbed, quote, the bag murders, end quote. Um, For two years, six male victims were killed by unknown means, disposed with the same modus operandi, which is a post-mortem dismemberment tool. The remains of the people were placed in plastic bags, and then they were later dropped in the Hudson River, um, where eventually body parts were recovered on the New Jersey shore and near the World Trade Center. Um, Police did trace some of these bodies recovered to a clothing shop in Greenwich Village um, that catered mostly to queer men that were into leather subculture. Um, So that's kind of how they connected all that. Um, But... This, why we're, why we're mentioning this is because this is what the people, like, the people that suspected Paul of murdering more people, like, this is what they think. Mm-hmm. Happens. This, they, they, like, this is, this, like, the other people the that other they people think that he might have killed. are yeah. responsible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just for, like, clarification. Um, but the, the other interesting thing about this is... Paul Bateson actually had a really huge fetish for the leather subculture, and he often found men at leather bars. That was, like, something he liked to do. Oh, I got chills. Yeah. Um, Other than word of mouth from Paul's friends, the bodies could actually never be identified, nor was anyone charged for the murder and remains. Um, And it's still a cold case to this day. Oh, my fuck. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, that's really... I mean, to be honest, like, I really wouldn't be surprised. Like, a lot of signs are pointing oh, to him. Oh, so oh. I definitely You know what? See. And we were just kind of talking briefly about this yes. before the show. Yes. I think we might want to cover the bag murders case after... I mean, this would be, like, our third, like, like queer-centric episode in a row, technically, but... We're for the four. gays here. We're for the gays. We're and for I think, the gays, babe. For the gays, babe. I love it. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, I think that would be cool if he had looked into that. Let's look no, into it. No, we should. Let's do we it. We can make like little mini series out of just this. Yeah, literally out of like just this. Two, yeah. I love that. Let's do it. Um, to wrap this up, and then we can go into your little antidote about <laughs> um leather subculture. <laughs> um, so to wrap this stuff up, the case about Paul was eventually made into a film called Cruising, which starred Al Pacino, and it came out in 1980. Um, the movie was directed and written by the same man that directed the the Exorcist, William oh, Fredkin, who was inspired after talking to Paul before his trial about what he did. So just to wrap this story up, I feel like there was a lot going on. Oh, <laughs> there was, I feel like there was like a lot going on. So literally, the, the guys like had a small role. Sorry, had a small role in the Exorcist movie. And then eventually it just turned out that he murdered someone and he, he might be responsible someone. for more murders. And he might be responsible. He might be a mass murderer. Holy yeah, shit. Which we need to, we definitely need to cover because yeah. I need more info on that. We're going to get into Right it. now. I've actually never heard of that. I'll get into it right now. Oh my God. I'm right so excited. Now. Not excited for death, but like. Oh, I'm no, 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 no. You know, you know. Uh, yeah. As always, rest in peace to these victims. Yeah, rest in peace to the victims, but holy shit. Incredibly Who knows that scary. a movie starts from there and then goes all the yeah, way down to like scary just to be able to like see him well it reminds you that like in that movie and it reminds you that like and i'm obviously we're not used to seeing murderers in movies but like it just reminds you that like there are people 
like everywhere that, that are they like live that. among us and we don't even know what they've no. done and like people don't even know he did something until he said something so it's yeah. like i mean the only reason he got found out was because he made that call when he was drunk like he he outed himself he yeah for all we know he might have not ever been caught mm, as a gay guy i'm getting chills okay we're done now we're gonna now, now we're, we're just, gonna go on a funny story wait now we're just gonna tell me before oh we started this this is so funny i'm not gonna mention my friend's names just for the sake of not outing them or anything and dad if you're listening to this you should stop this episode <laughs> turn it off now any parents watching this carl was it carl What's your... What oh, you oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're talking about... Um, What's your friend's name? Chris's dad, yeah. Chris, Chris's dad, turn it off now. <laughs> I'm ashamed for this, but yeah. Well, I didn't know, but I'll go into for it. For all... Yeah, he got... Him and his friends got duped. <laughs> we got duped real hard, and I didn't even fucking know it. Okay, so basically what happened, right? There's this club. <laughs> this is... Maybe don't say the name. Don't say the name. No, I won't say the name. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say the name. It doesn't okay. seem like it's like... Well-known, but like, I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And know. location and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to know. So, so. You mentioned it. Um, <laughs> You mentioned the name of it like a little bit back. I'll take that out. So, yeah. yeah. Look yeah, out for yeah. that. But go continue. Oh, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah. So just look out for that if yeah. you're editing. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, um, where was I? Okay, so basically what had happened was, I don't even know, this was last year at some point, I think summertime, mm-hmm. a group of friends of mine had went to this club, and we thought this club was just a club, as <laughs> A is. normal club. A normal club. It was a queer club, so I expected maybe a couple people to, you know, get a little freaky, take their shirt off. Freaky. Get a little freaky. Like the gays do. <laughs> like the gays do. So I'm like, okay, cool. And we thought we were getting ready to see a drag show. I was like excited for it. I'm like, hell I yeah. I haven't show. seen yeah, I love a good drag show. I haven't seen a drag show in forever. So I was like, cool, great. So they're like setting up the little mounted stage or whatever. And we see like all the guys huddling around like little platform and uh we're waiting and we're like okay like what's going on and um so three guys come out <laughs> so three <Girl. laughs> so <laughs> i can't even finish so three guys come out and uh, yeah you know, if you're if you're an adult i'm sure your imagination can linger and um they they're start getting it on. yeah they were they getting start it on stage <laughs> And it's just like right, get your freak out. literally, and it's like right in the middle of like everybody, and everyone's just like standing there and staring at like what's going on, and like everyone looks like they knew this was happening. Me and my friends are looking <laughs> at each other, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on they here?" Had no idea. I thought this was a drag show, and so we were like. <laughs> I told you it was a drag show. I think we just expected that because we're like, okay, we're used to like gays getting, you know, ready for a show yeah. to like a drag show. And that's what yeah. I thought. And I'm like, oh, it must be a drag show. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. And it was like queer bars. So I'm like, what else are they going to do? No, they didn't do that. They had some BDM um, in in the middle of everyone. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, we, we left shortly after. Um, didn't know that. But I thought that was just kind of... <laughs> Funny, just tied into the story that we just told because um, the whole queer culture and we're just kind of tying this to American Horror Story too. It's kind of it's different. It's a different breed, but like there's like the subcultures within the queer. The subcultures culture. within the queer cultures, yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's what I didn't. I personally told Brie I wasn't going to give my 
thoughts about this season, but American Horror Story, the last season that came out last year, was um, about NYC. NYC. It was in, it was censored it was NYC, NYC, yeah, and it was um, literally about like the the leather community or whatever, and um, it was kind of crazy because I thought about that and I thought about this case. I'm like, there's no way that 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 this case wasn't based off of that somehow or something because it literally matches in so well. Brie said she's going to try to start that season so- yeah. soon. Um, I didn't even realize that they came out with a new series I haven't watched in a while. <laughs> not to get off topic, I'm not so gonna I'm not going to go into the full thing. No, but I'm not going to even give my opinion about it because yeah. I, I want didn't you even to, realize. I want you to watch it's it. It's been a while since I've really enjoyed American Horror Story. <sighs> Same. Same. They, same. they kind of fell off the rails. Same. Same. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was kind of a fun episode, I think. It was nice to do a t- part two. I think this part two was more interesting, interesting than I the think. last one, in my opinion. Yeah, it was also nice to be back. <laughs> yeah, I missed you so fucking I feel like, much. <laughs> I feel like that's why this episode's all over the place. Bear with just, us. So we're sorry. We're so happy. We missed each other. We missed you guys. <laughs> It's a lot. So we're going to wrap up our episode now, though, so we can get our asses to bed because it is loot. Um, But as usual, um, thank you for listening. Of course, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to us. Uh, Thank you again for um, showing support. support. If you haven't. Yeah. Oh, oh, all the love. Um, A couple quick things. If you guys haven't. Um, definitely click the follow button first of all I always forget to say that click that follow button follow us bitch follow us spread the word as much as you can if you know anyone that likes um, true crime or spooky shit hey this is the place for them tell them about it tell them about it Um, and on top of that uh, what what was I going with my thought I'm losing it I'm losing it I'm losing it it's back Um, (laughs) I uh, actually had started putting up transcriptions on our um, home hub which is called RSS feed you can find it um, pretty much anywhere um, in our I think it's in our show notes it's pretty much anywhere you can find our RSS feed so if you go on um, RSS feed page we do have transcriptions, so if anyone has any um, hearing problems or anything or anything like that, you can you can look at our words and Period. look at that way. I thought that was kind of cool. So um, that's a new little thing that we have for you if you choose to look at us that way. If you're like, what the fuck did they say in that ep- that episode, in that part, you can <laughs> look it up and see it that way. I do be muttering. I, I do it too. I do be mumbling. My words run together. I do it all the time. I I'm talk doing it now. fast. Yeah. yeah. We talk fast. Our words run together. We forget sometimes. It's a nice little having having that so um and i think that was all the just quick news i wanted to run past y'all um please 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 make sure to add us on um our instagram page at wtlgo podcast if you really want to follow me which (laughs) fine um you can follow me at this is kendall hudson and and we were being serious about um maybe taking a break I think we, Kendall so I think we, yeah, we, we are going to talk about that too, because, uh, for one, for one thing, <clears throat> I love doing this show, love it, but <laughs> it is a lot 
it is a lot. a lot on the good old noggin it is a lot yeah um and on the mental health, mental health I, I told you guys many of times take care of yourselves i need to take care of myself i love releasing new stuff it's good to wake up every week and having out there be like oh our voices are out to the world like yeah. people are listening to us all over the place but like at the same time my brain can only take so much and the weeks are flying by like we just had another <laughs> we just had another um uh daily savings and that again i feel like the fuck several fucks all of us up yeah, yeah. oh my god i hate the fact that we're here um with that but it's fine nevertheless we're gonna tell you guys about everything that we do we have some great stuff coming up for you guys um we are going to do some cute stuff in the future. We'll go along the way ready, as we yeah. go. Get ready for us. And uh, I think that is all. Just don't forget to send any um, interesting stories you might have to us at our email or on our Instagram. Our email is also inquiries at gmail.com. Um, if you do not like to email for some reason, I understand. Hit us up on the old Insta. Hit up on the old Insta. Insta. <laughs> Insta. And also, um, sorry. I know I'm rambling, but um, Instagram also has a new thing now where you can reply to us. So if you are listening to us on Spotify, there is a now um, a little uh, option that you can slide up on and it says reply. So if you can send us what you thought of the show, if you can send us your thoughts, any question and answer things, we're totally here for it. We'll answer those 100 percent. Anything you'd like to hear, send it to us. Um, all that, please. We love that. We love you. With we that, you. we will see you next when the light goes out. Good night. Good fucking night. <laughs>